kids. This is Mark Ellis from Schmoesno.com, and you're listening to Sean on the Green Room. Step out of that shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh. We do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Click the Amazon link on SeanTGreen.com to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman, Silver Lake, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room Comedy Podcast. We're doing it live here in Silver Lake, the Silver Lake Home Studios, brought to you by Amazon. Amazon, of course, is uh, America's leading retailer. I don't need to tell you, Logan, about Amazon, no. but I need to tell you how to support the Green Room. You can just go to shantygreen.com, click the Amazon link, then literally anything you buy from Amazon... You know, whether it be the Comedy Garage movie DVD. <laughs> I saw you go to the you mic go immediately there. for the plug. You can get that. Basically, you can get any... Um, CD, a DVD, but they have like camping stuff, they have sports attire, they literally have everything on Amazon. Who doesn't love Amazon? And when you click the uh, link, you can also bookmark that and then come back, so you don't have to go to SeanTGreen.com. Maybe you just hear this podcast once, decide it's complete bullshit, never want to come again, but still want to do something uh, to support the community, and that is the comedy community. I'm here with my left-hand man, Mr. Logan Lysico. Logan, how are you doing? Good. Happy summer. Happy summer indeed, man. We had a uh, very summer day. We were sitting down by the pool, catching some rays. Yep. It was a uh, it was a great day to sit by the pool, sweat it out, and then just hop right into the pool. It had that perfect contrast of hot outside, the pool water was cool, not too cool. Yeah, it wasn't freezing, but it yeah. wasn't warm at all. How was uh, how's your summer shaping up, Logan? I know you were uh, out of town for a while. Yeah, it's going pretty well. I just got back from Wisconsin, uh, visited my family up there, went out to Hayward, which is where uh, it's kind of out in the sticks. It's where um, Al Capone used to hide out. Yep. And uh, any crazy uh, family hijinks? What What do you? Uh, went, what's the Lysico family getting into? I went kayaking with my dad. That was cool. And then uh, anything uh, crazy happened on the kayak trip? We saw a bald eagle. That was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I uh, I remember I used to go with my dad. We would go on these canoe trips, and uh, <laughs> inevitably, one at at least at one point when you're when you're landing the canoe, it's always kind of hard because you you would um, you would go from lake to lake, and then you would forage the canoe. You would like pick it up and then walk or like kind of hike to the next lake and then paddle that lake and do like this huge trail. But inevitably, once you would like try to land it and then you try to get out of the canoe, it would you would yeah. always tip over. Like it's just <laughs> a time bomb waiting to go off. Yeah, my dad couldn't get in his kayak at all without falling in the water. Like I got him in pretty easily. I was like, whoa, this is kind of – you know, wobbly, and he, like, immediately <laughs> face first in the Well, it's water. great because uh, my dad would always get his clothes soaking, and I remember he would, <laughs> he would like, you know, get his underwear soaking or, like, whatever underwear he'd wear because inevitably he'd fall in or be swimming, just wear his underwear. And then he would tie it up to the front of the canoe almost like a flag, and I'd be there <laughs> with my buddies in high school and uh, – you know, just another uh, another story of how my proud. dad my dad enjoyed to embarrass me. I'd like to welcome on the guest. We have a uh, guest comedian sitting in, Rob Christensen. Rob, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, shout, shout out to Logan for going to a place that's known for a guy going to get away from it all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You went to a place where a mobster went to hide out, which basically means nothing's happening there. That's well, it was sweet. I saw little duck families, little baby ducks. <laughs> It's just funny to I picture to picture Al Capone having the same vacation as Logan. <laughs> Look at that Chase little baby duck. Oh, guys, slow down. There's duck family crossing the road. I don't want to kill any ducks. I just killed a bunch of people in Chicago, but I don't want to kill any right. ducks. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll chop a guy's head off. But oh, look at that so cute! <laughs> let's go on the rope swing. There's a lake. Hey, let's just go fishing, drink oh, tons of Mountain Dew. I, it I it know. has its dark side. There's taxidermy <laughs> everywhere. Like, you Wait, go, to the laundromat. go to the yeah, laundromat. Al Capone's there are like, dead animal heads like around the walls. It's pretty crazy. 
That is that is funny when you have like yeah when you go to someplace else and you see a, a random animal head and you take for granted how removed we are from the food chain. But that would be funny when if Al Capone went to the taxidermist and was like, oh man, that'd be a great way to uh, take care of my rivals. You know, just have some <laughs> some Irishman's head mounted in your office. Like that yeah. shows I mean business. And then when you're taking meetings and people get to look at the walls and see all the people that that you killed, you know, then they're a little worried about negotiating at that yeah, point. Yeah, screw you know? Scarface or screw rumors. If you're gonna be out, you know, if you're gonna be out about being a criminal mobster although uh there's there I, you know uh what al capone he died of syphilis in jail and i'm sure there's some whore out there or at the time was like yeah that was me <laughs> i was the one who took down <laughs> yeah. al capone it wasn't the government for irs fraud it was me for uh being an unclean person so what's uh how's your summer treating you rob what have you been getting into i'm having a, i'm having a pretty decent summer you know i'm working half the time and just hanging out half the time Hanging out. There's yeah. a lot of that Sounds going on now. Like, yeah, you know? We were talking. I was talking the last podcast with uh, Casey Fagan. Check that out. And uh, we were talking about having a job in L.A. Like having a job in L.A. That's the only place where it seems weird to have a job, or people kind of like, oh, he's he's working. <laughs> yeah. Or if you tell someone like, oh, hey, I'm a comedian. And then they're fr- they take a meet. They're like, "Do you have a day job?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, but oh, yeah, no, you must be awful." <laughs> like, <laughs> like there is yeah, that moment ridiculous. where people judge the quality of whatever you're pursuing by the fact of whether yeah, or not you have job. a day job. Yeah. And usually, it's because they themselves have their parents paying for it, <laughs> right? <laughs> or, or the like government, that. or someone else. Yep. You know, there's uh, plenty of ways people get by out here in LA without without having a job. I was talking about uh, delivering groceries and uh, was sharing some stories about that. I had a run in uh, the other day that was pretty funny. So there's um, obviously delivering groceries or anything where you're interacting in the public. You're going to run across some weirdos, you know, a large portion of uh, especially people ordering stuff like that late at night, kind of kind of sketchy people. I went to this West Hollywood apartment, and uh, if you don't know the area of Los Angeles, West Hollywood, very uh, very gay neighborhood. And I, I go there, I drop off a product, or you know, drop off his groceries, and if you drop off alcohol, we have a little slip. Um, that our work gives us that either says, oh, hey, I checked this guy's ID, or, hey, he looks over 30. So I see this guy, he answers the door, blah, blah, blah. He seems, I can smell booze on his on his breath. He seems like he's been partying for a while. This is just kind of like to keep the party going. And he goes and, uh, you know, signs for the thing, and he sees that on the slip, he sees that I had checked uh, looks over 30. He's like, what? What is this, looks over 30? Why don't you go tell that to the 18-year-old I have inside my bed right now? <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, my. I was God. like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that, that uh, it's just like me busting, hey, you. Yeah, you've been uh, hooking up with this guy for Coke money. <laughs> I know you ran away from home because your dad wasn't accepting of your lifestyle, all right? But this guy with the salt and pepper mustache, he looks good for his age. Why don't you appreciate him? <laughs> Not gonna have that conversation. I'm about to turn 30, and I think the most annoying people in the world are 18 year old women. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're the most annoying chicks in the world. Yeah, I think I had a, I tweeted that or something. Like you know, you're you're getting old when you see chicks in their early 20s doing shots, and you're just like annoyed by it. You're like, yeah, ah, so I hate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be too much talking. One day you'll be dead inside like me, and then we'll connect. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll and then we'll find uh, and then we'll find true love. How about you, Rob? Uh, how's how's romance treating you? I'm all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, doing all right? Yeah. I'm doing good enough that I don't want to talk about it on the radio show. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I hear you. No, that, I like that's that. good. I was like, I was like, I was like the pry. Gossip's always good. How you doing, Logan? How's, how's the romance treating you? Great. I'm 100% single. <laughs> so I got nothing on it. Single looking to mingle. Well, yep. get it. Rob is uh, in studio here, and um, this wasn't even over the 4th of July. This is when I was out on the road. My cousin called me, and he goes, hey. He goes. Uh, he goes. Hey, I got some. Uh, I got some fireworks. I'm gonna hang up and I'll call back and leave a voicemail for you. So this is my. Uh, this is my cousin leaving me a voicemail about him shooting off some fireworks. I thought it was entertaining. Saved message. Yo, Sean, it's Ralph. Uh, your cousin. I'm sending off some illegal fireworks <laughs> from Ralph. You know, Nan's uh, husband that you weren't at the wedding. Hold on. Here goes. Bomb goes the dynamite. Bomb goes the dynamite. Hey, uh, have a great time. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Was that it? Yeah. yeah. 
And he like fireworks or was he trying to fake it? I don't know. I think he probably lit fireworks, but he probably lit like a sparkler or something with no noise because none of it came out. He Bomb sounded, goes the dynamite. Yeah, it sounded like he was making his own noise. Bomb Ooh. goes the dynamite. Yeah, it doesn't have the same doesn't have the same ring as uh, Boom Goes the Dynamite. Of course, the uh, <laughs> that that web sensation, the guy who just did that monotone Boom Goes the Dynamite the entire time. Have you uh, did you see that? No. Oh, okay. There was a um, <laughs> it, either, it makes right? good radio. Oh, no, no. Have you seen anything? No, I've seen nothing. <laughs> I saw that on Family Guy or something. I didn't even know that was a reference. To oh yeah, internet. no, yeah. It was I mean, like I've a super super yeah. popular viral video where this guy who's a student broadcaster and he comes on he's doing the highlights and he's super nervous and he's just like uh okay and boom goes the dynamite like he's, he has this catchphrase that he keeps fun. using oh. uses it like 40 times and he comes off really nervous but then of course he ends up getting a job i i never kind of i don't know what it is about me i never i never stumble into things like that like you know and then uh, and then the next thing i know i'm just uh, all of a sudden i'm on a radio show and i'm hosting it speaking of uh uh, amateurs, this uh, I thought this was just kind of a eh, it's just kind of a, a neat uh, neat summer story. This is a uh, courtesy of the New York Mets. They have a kid caster thing where they let the kid um, the kid announce some of the baseball game. It just kind of shows how useless baseball announcers actually are. This is uh, some eleven year old calling a New York Mets game. In a burst, of- and he will face him for the second time in his career. He faced him earlier, of course. Um. So here's the first pitch from him, and Reyes rips it, back it goes, it's good! A home run for Jose Reyes, and the Mets tie the game! Jose Reyes with a a solo shot on the first pitch from Brad Hand, and he takes it into the left field seats. What a swing from Jose there. A great swing, Jose. <laughs> great swing, Jose. As you look on great the replay. Swing. And it was a breaking ball, hung right out in the middle, and Reyes just ripped it to left field. His first home run since July 23rd. Sixth home run of the year, 36th RBI. That was fantastic. <laughs> this kid's doing a great job. Yeah. As an wow. announcer, it's kind of got to make you nervous. Like, wow, he uh, just... He just totally, totally beat me out on that. Or just that, totally that kid has could work for literally forty-five more years straight. No, he could. And <laughs> oh man, I've been uh, I've been listening to a lot of baseball on the radio, and it is the baseball radio guys just baseball is a slow game, and especially on the radio, they just have so much time to fill. They'll they'll just kind of make uh, you know crappy jokes to each other the entire <laughs> time, and like just totally crap on each other. Like that's always the running gag. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, of course you. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that guy uh, never shuts up. Or yeah, back when old Sarge was playing, uh, the only prayer we'd oh we'd take his glove to church and pray for it. <laughs> you know, like laugh for three months straight. But that's yeah, that's the joys of <laughs> not uh, here. I guess. What's up? Not here though. Not here. What do you mean? We're not laughing. Oh okay. <laughs> well yeah, I mean no, I was I was kidding. doing a. Uh, it's okay, Logan. You can it's, you can joke on the show. I get I get where you're going. I get I get how you can uh, I get how jokes work, Logan. Don't don't get me wrong. All right, this is. Um, did you guys see this uh, Matt Damon against? Uh, so I guess Matt Damon was at some uh, teacher rally where he's rallying for the teachers, which is obviously you want to get in good with the public. Uh, say you're pro teacher, which I, I love how there's like a counter argument to it. But uh, this is a yeah. <laughs> this is a libertarian news girl. Uh, going up to him, giving him a hard time about uh, teachers having tenure. In acting, you, there, is, there isn't job security, right? There's an incentive to work hard and be a better actor because you want to have a job. So why isn't it like that for teachers? You so think, do you think job insecurity is what makes me work hard? Well, you have an incentive to work harder, but if there's I, job I want to security, be an actor. it's not an incentive. That's the thing. So you take this MBA style thinking, right? It's the problem with ed policy right now. There's this intrinsically paternalistic view of problems that are much more complex than that. It's like saying a teacher is going to get lazy when they have tenure. A teacher wants to teach. I mean, why else would you take a shitty salary and really long hours and 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 do that job? Unless you really love to do it. <laughs> oh my god! All right. And Whoa, then they, what was that? Uh, that was, then they, 
I forgot to edit out the the uh, video I got it from. Then they cut to some they cut to some scene from Goodwill Hunting where him and Robin Williams are crying. Like I really don't know why they threw that in there. It was just oh, you know that whole it scene. It was probably the intrinsic paternalistic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love him throwing out these vocab <laughs> intrinsically paternalistic. Oh my god, that guy is so smart. Yeah. smart oh, as hell. He must- <clears throat> First off, he says shitty salary. Uh, if you're if you're a public school teacher, you're doing all right. Not not great salary, but shitty salary is minimum wage. It's twelve dollars an hour. If you're a teacher, for the most part, you're probably making I don't know out here in Southern California. You're doing all right. You're making maybe low forties, high thirties. Yeah, it's shitty compared to Matt Damon. But a you also only work nine months out of the year. Yep. So there goes. You know, people who have long hours, people who work 52 weeks a year, or at least for the majority of the year. Yeah. And secondly, you know, oh, teachers want to teach. Yeah, that's that's fine. But how many people do you know that – or just that old adage of if you can't do, teach. I know plenty of people that were like, oh, I didn't really know what to do with my life, so I started becoming a teacher. There's definitely that contingent of people who are teachers. Yeah, they're really good teachers. And who like enjoy teaching, and that's why you should have merit-based pay. Because if the teachers are really busting their ass and doing a good job, then pay those teachers more. And what if you're an elementary school teacher? Why do you need tenure? The whole reason they created tenure <laughs> was so that you could um, teach the way you wanted to teach and kind of have your own ideas. But what kind of radical shit are you trying to pull in third grade that's going to get you, you know, banned from elementary school? If it is that crazy, then yeah, you shouldn't be a third grade teacher. And you shouldn't really – I mean, if you're a good teacher, why do you have to worry about tenure? If you're doing a good job, they're going to keep you there. Yeah, I'm against tenure because I have like three ex-girlfriends that are all teachers, and each one of them is dumber than the next. They're all <laughs> fucking morons. In fact, one of them, I send back the grammatical corrections to the emails that she sends me. Oh, my God. And she teaches children. And she's in Jamaica right now in the summer, summer off. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know what I'm man. saying? When I went to work today, she's in Jamaica, can't write a fucking email. So fuck teachers, right? Fire yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, obviously, hey, I'm pro-teacher. Who's going to be anti-teacher? But I don't think it's that crazy to question tenure. And <laughs> I love that. It was just like it, Matt Damon was just so angry at this girl. Like, what, you think that's – what, you think just some people just want a job and they just do it because they have summers off? Well, like, like it's preposterous to think yeah. that there are some <laughs> teachers that are, are kind of are. half-assing it. I would say – I mean, I, I would say 30 percent, not knowing anything about the issue. I would guess – I would bet – all the money in my bank account, 30% are in it just for the summers off and the bullshit. No, I mean, we we went through K through 12. Out of all those teachers you had, let's say you had 100 teachers. How many were good teachers? Uh, you know, maybe a quarter were really good yeah. teachers. A quarter were probably, like, solid. Then a quarter were probably... Did the uh, bare minimum. Yeah, kind of hanging on. And then a quarter were just... <laughs> yeah. Obviously really, really bad. We had a substitute teacher. Now, I know this is a substitute teacher, but still, she was certified by some state board or qualified to teach us. She was known as the Russian lady because she barely spoke English. And when she, when you got her as a substitute, you knew, like, oh, okay, right now, this is a free-for-all. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. I remember the one time she went to the bathroom, and all the kids came together, grabbed her desk, hid it in a stairwell, and she came back and asked where the desk was, and everyone pretended like they didn't know where the desk was the entire That's time. Amazing. We had I, a teacher like that where one of one of the kids turned the light out in the middle of class and just started an all out. And, and some of the some of the bad classes where teachers wouldn't care, guys would just uh, like you know play handball against the not yeah. against like the sidewall against the chalkboard. Just like as soon as the teacher would turn around, and just <laughs> bounce it off the chalkboard. The other guy would catch it. Yeah, I knew one guy that brought a pillow to class. And he went to sleep during physics on the floor, <laughs> and the guy didn't say right. Anything. There's there maybe there's some fat that can be trimmed. <laughs> okay, I mean I don't see why that's such a crazy idea of like oh hey oh, okay once one part one part of government that's not going to be cut. In, we cut the goddamn a- astronaut program. We don't put people in the space, but we're still paying for shitty teachers. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it accomplishes by putting people in the space, but I'm sure as a taxpayer, I'd rather pay for guys to hang out in space than the Russian lady to like wander around classes <laughs> and collect a public check. Right. Well, we got to figure out a way to weed them out, you know. 
Right. They, yeah, I mean, and they have to be held accountable. And if you if you give them tenure, then how are they how are you going to feel accountable for that? Like, if you know your job is secure the entire time, then what's the incentive to do better at your job? I mean, that's the problem with unions in general. When the the unions are based on how much time you put in instead of how good you are at your job, it screws everything up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that yes and Logan. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you guys excited for the Jersey Shore going to Italy? I'm um, ready. When, when, it aired last night, didn't it? Or yeah, it I, tonight? Think, I think we're just uh, we're just kicking things off. Are you uh, now, Rob? You're a New Yorker. You're yeah. Italian to say, yeah. or part part Italian? Yeah, I'm part Italian. Yeah, I'm part Sicilian. What's your what's your uh, what's your take on the Jersey Shore? I love watching the show. I think they're all fucking morons. I think they're all idiots. I think they they probably make themselves look like fools. They do make themselves look like fools, but that's why I love it. But you know what I like about them? I like that they're not scared to go out and get drunk. They're not scared to be sexual and go after <laughs> what they want. They're not scared to go cook a good meal. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, those, like <laughs> listen. Hey, they're not afraid. That, they call it gravy yeah, instead you know, of pasta if, sauce. If I went out one night and just uh, – and I went out and got shit-faced at a club – Went out, went dancing, brought home beautiful women, and then ate some fucking pasta. I'm going to call that a good night. Now, that's their life. How do you blame them for that? You can't blame <laughs> right. them for that. That's a good night. The rest of us, we can only do that once a week because we got to f- recover from the hangover and then go back to work. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. they don't because they're on steroids. They just shoot up and go back to the gym. Their recovery is like that, and they're back at the bar the next night. And the work and she, is to party. Yeah, the work's to it's party. It is, it is funny to think that um, – Steroids are also a performance enhancer for DJs. Like, <laughs> I mean, who would have thought that? Like, when they were creating anabolic steroids, they're like, one day this is going to help DJ Polly D get real swollen yeah. and really be able to turn those uh, records back and forth. Because you know, you can't do it with a flimsy arm. Are you kidding me? I know it is. It is funny how. Um, yeah, I love how like people get really angry about the Jersey Shore stuff like like they're not taking your job. They're not they're not hey, you yeah. could be doing that. if you right. wanted to do that to your life, yeah. you could do that. That's an option. You complete if you want Yeah, if you want to throw if you want your life to become that, that's an uh, that option's out there. Like yeah, granted maybe you're not interesting enough or maybe you have to find a hook, but uh you know, that option's out there. This is America. If you're that interesting and that compelling, Hey, throw it out there, man. This I uh, I found this clip about um, Kim Kardashian. She's getting married. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, to some I think a basketball guy, Kim Kardashian. This is uh, talking about her um, her wedding cake. I found this music. <laughs> about having her wedding to Chris Humphries be like a royal affair. Kim is reportedly copying pieces of Kate Middleton and Prince William's royal cake because she wants her wedding to be over the top. It's actually funny that she wants it to be so over the top when Kate Middleton just wanted it to be so simple. The cake will cost a reported fifteen dollars to $20,000, which will probably be donated. Kim and Chris will tie the knot on August 20, but don't worry, in true Kardashian fashion, there will be a two-hour wedding special plan that will air in october wow the lady re- saying that announcing yeah, it sounds so dumb so bad <laughs> they will be married Don't on august 20. august 20 august 20 first off what does it say about our country when um <laughs> i love how it's like oh she wants to to be like a royal wedding affair you know, I mean, granted, the royal family is kind of whatever, just tabloid fodder, and they, they don't really represent anything. But in England, we they have prince and princesses, and over here we just have a chick with a giant <laughs> ass who loves black athletes. Like, and the whole reason she became famous was um, for her sex tape. So to act like you're, you know, a queen getting married. She's really come a long way. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> She's really come a long way. She's and we got to come up we got to come up with another word besides donate. You know, that just seems like not an accurate term for uh, a celebrity getting a cake for free that's 30 grand. Oh, hey, that was donated. And also, where does where does this 30 grand come from for a cake? I mean, I get some of it is in time spent, but really, when, when you break it down, <laughs> I mean, uh, the cake makers unionized. That's what it is. Oh, okay. Okay. They got together, said, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is the amount we're going to spend. We're not going to have any underbidding. There's going to be a giant inflatable rat out of outside, uh, you know. <laughs> hey, the Mexican cake stand stealing out of our jobs. We're going to set up a giant rat outside of it. Hey, There's you a huge problem with cake makers coming across the border immediately. Uh, 
Cake makers does sound like a uh, kind of like a homo- homophobic term. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, cake makers. Yeah, you know, uh, God, these uh, cake makers are really taking over the neighborhood. <laughs> next thing you know, next thing you know, you got a cake maker uh, babysitting your kid. Is that really a world you want to grow up in? <laughs> Couple, couple cake eaters uh, getting together. I don't want those cake makers looking at me when I'm in the gym shower. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. I mean, okay, not to not to um, not to sound homophobic, but when I Uh-oh, when I comes. when I went to high school, now I, I I think people still react to this culture of like, oh, everyone's so homophobic. Everyone. I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is still like I would say kind of on the conservative side as far as where it falls socially. And I never noticed any sort of real homophobia as far as, like, actions. Like, yeah, there would be kind of uh, racial jokes or kind of jokes about people being gay or stuff like that. But actual guys that were gay. Was anyone in your high school ever beat up for being gay? No. <laughs> no. For, it was for almost me, for like me, a few, yeah. For me, yeah. There was uh, there was um, one kid in particular that was – that he, show, he was, showed traits of being gay. He, never, he didn't actually come out of the closet until he was a grown adult, right? But when he when we were in high school, I actually defended him against bullies because really? I knew he was gay. Yeah, that's what I like to hear because you know people look at Rob and they think, oh my god, he's an animal, and for good reason at but times. Yeah, his story gets great because because like in Brooklyn we're all connected, right? So everyone knows each other. So <laughs> he he dated my mother's best friend's daughter for like, and everyone knows who I'm talking about. So he dated my mother's best friend's daughter for like ten years. They dated like through high school after college. Ten years, yeah, wow, a long time. But my mother's best friend's daughter ended up being a lesbian. He ended up being gay, and they were the <laughs> the beard and the whatever the whatever. Oh wow! The, yeah, they wow. Co- they were covered for each other for all that time. And then they all they broke up and came out of the closet together. But when we were in high school, yeah, I would kids would pick on them and I'd defend them. Really? Yeah. Now yeah, give kid, me. There was a there was a gay kid in my high school that got picked on a lot. But I almost feel like if someone beat him up, people would start making fun of that kid for being yeah. I don't know. Up I, like a wimpy. I think kid. most of the like, time. Why would you fight a wimpy? Yeah, most of the time when people got in fights in our school, it was like, oh, hey, you sold this guy fake weed or you're hooking up with his girlfriend or there are a lot of girl fights in my school, a lot of uh, Puerto Rican shakes getting into each other. <laughs> that was always – that was the most entertaining because they immediately go for the hair and they're ripping at each other's hair. So now give me an example of someone getting picked on. Let's sh- let's show a lighter side of Rob. <laughs> Now what would they just go like, hey, queer bait? Blah, well, blah, they blah. wouldn't get physical, but like, because then it wasn't absolutely clear that he was gay at that point. So he was just lighter than us, you know. He was just you know a little weaker, light the loafers, yeah, a little fancier than everyone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so people would pick on that aspect of him, you know what I'm saying? And maybe they go as far as calling him gay, but I got picked on too, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was just like, I was the kid who got picked on and was like, I'm gonna fight everyone. Yeah. So when now, what you what did you get picked on for? I was a rocker, long hair. But that's just because I didn't fit in. So I became the you know I became a metalhead and stuff. Just to it be, is funny now. I was looking at you as when a, I was like when I was like man. thirteen years old, I carved the word death into my arm with a razor blade. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? I was wow. No, wait, did that did that go away? Carving death into your arm? Yeah, you know, it didn't. I didn't go that deep. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you weren't really that committed to killing in, yourself or in, death. I was not. I didn't want to kill myself. I just wanted to have the word death carved <laughs> into my arm. You know, I just wanted to walk around with death in my arm and long blonde green hair. You know what I'm saying? I'd dye my hair and be all multicolored and stuff. Yeah, so, I remember yeah. I uh, I kind of went through a similar phase where I got really into hardcore. And uh, we'd go to these shows like where hardcore local hardcore bands would play at like firehouses. And I would just do it just because it was something to do. I didn't really like the music. It, it would just, it would just be like start, you know, mosh pits at these like, uh, you know, Catholic school cafeterias and just, yeah, I got, I got like real into hardcore. And I remember, uh, I dyed my hair purple. And this was like right when I started working at my uncle's hardware store. So I knew he wouldn't approve of that or they would make fun of me. So I just wore a hat every day, at, like, and just refused to take it off. And, uh, you know, I showed the, like, the secretary and the girls at the work. But, man, if I took my hat off, I mean, they would make fun of me at the hardware store for, I specifically remember I was 13 and first started drinking coffee and the guys called me gay for putting cream in my coffee. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, extreme. oh, you gay? Yeah, you probably gay because you can't take real coffee. And then I started drinking it black, and uh, been drinking it black ever since. So well, that's what happens. You get forced into it. Yeah, once you go black coffee, you never go back. But yeah, I, I remember, uh, yeah, just being really into hardcore, and not really so much as the music, just of like, yeah, this is sweet, or uh, getting into anarchies. Yeah, like I remember, like the symbol anarchy. Like, oh yeah, that'd be really sweet to draw my notebooks and stuff like that. It's <laughs> yeah. a cool symbol. <laughs> yeah. 
and then it, did you have corn written all over your back? Corn, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was into corn when it was at first, but then I realized right, they were yeah. commercial. Me too, me too. And they, I had to go a little harder. I do remember, or like in hindsight, it is funny thinking about it because anarchy, it, like if you actually believed in anarchy as you know, a 13-year-old kid in the suburbs of a, you know, kind of okay neighborhood. You would be the first to go if anarchy actually came well, so about. Here's the thing. As far as I understand, anarchy, it's actually a, a governing system, but it's small. It's a lot of small groups of people, and then um, and, and each group can only pass law by unanimous decision. So that's what I understand anarchy to be. So it's not just why it's not chaos. People confuse hmm. chaos with anarchy, but anarchy is a governing system. So right now we could be oh. our own group, like us three right here could be our own group. The only way we could pass a law is by unanimous decision, right? Okay. But then there's a hundred thousand, a million other groups out there that we'd have to interact with. So then as we interact with other groups, we form, you know, we'd have allies and we'd have rivals, but, and, and, and they work the same way. It's unanimous decision. So like, if you even watch Sons of Anarchy, they gather around the table and then they can't, they can't make a move within the gang unless everyone in the gang votes on it, right? <laughs> so if yeah, we're one, gangs. If one guy, so it's, yeah, like, that's what anarchy is. Anarchy is multiple small governments that interact with each other and they can only pass rules and laws by, by unanimous decision. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's get rid of the You sold dollar. Logan. I love these, um, First off, how annoying – okay, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of a libertarian, but how annoying is it? I don't know. Do you know any guys who, like, consider themselves libertarian and, like, real big into Ron Paul or stuff like that? How annoying are these people because then they kind of, like, suck you into conversations? Like, they'll, they'll start you off with a real leading conversation. They're like, so um, what if, like, the mafia just moved in and they were like – Hey, we're taking over this land, and to to let us protect this land, we're gonna charge you thirty percent, huh? Does that sound like a good idea? You're like, no, that sounds dumb. Yeah, well, what's the difference between them and the federal government, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they, you know, like try to trick you into believing, like, okay, yeah, I'm for not paying taxes and blah blah blah. And they're like, okay, all right, yeah, well, there's fine, still make taxes that happen. with libertarian too. It's just that they have the the least amount of government possible. Whereas uh, libertarian views that that the, the government still builds the road, but they're not allowed to say there's a speed limit. You see what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. like they have a police, but the police are very limited in what they could do. They could chase after murders and, and thieves and stuff like that. But th- there's like there's no running a red light law. There's no speed limit law. There's no civil court. There's there's still criminal with libertarian. They still build the roads. There's still a courthouse. You know they still they still have they still run certain things. But it's the most minimal that you can have. Yeah, well, look at you. Ron. It just right? sounds. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Some. I mean, it's probably it's probably like veganism. There's probably like super extreme people who are no any kind of government is complete. And then some people. Ah, I fish. And I could be totally fucking so. wrong. You know what I'm saying? I could sound like an idiot right now in front of all wow. your thirty thousand downloads a month. So I don't yeah. know. I'm just trying to remember college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember college too, and I'm not. I'm not trying to anything on that. College was not not about that. It was about getting. I hammered and uh, yeah, I gave up. But, but I, I believe in that sort of thing too. Like, yeah, right. I'm just saying when people yeah, like right, try to right. sell they, you they on overdo it, it yeah. it's, or it's just the Is idea the of mafia this? building the road, and are they also supplying a police government that's going to stop just another that, mafia from stopping? That, it, the <laughs> idea is no duh. Yeah, I'm sure I'm for that, but you don't realize the system that we're kind of in. Okay, yeah, sure. This crazy. Uh, character who believes in hope and truth, but you still have to get 150 million people to vote for you to become president. And how do you do that? By taking donations from government or from people, right. and then you owe them favors. That's how things yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're all fucking. I mean, it. yeah, I'm for reforming stuff. Sure, man, sounds great. Let's yeah. do that. But, but they then always also- like just get rid of the Fed, and like they want to just chop off like these large arms of the government. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, you can't just do that. No, I, yeah, I mean, okay. Can, I realize there's but... some government ways or something, but I don't know. It just see <laughs> they just get out of control, man. I, we need some sort of uh, some sort of extra extra protection on the government. Did you guys see? Now uh, Cornell Reed sent this to me, comedian, funny guy. He sent me this and it turned me on to this story. There's a uh, now I don't know if he's a senator or a congressman, but uh, Representative David Wu from Oregon. Have you heard about this guy? I heard about it. No, it sounds familiar. You have heard of him? Yeah, there, there was the scandal that just came out with him. Well, the, the latest scandal was he forced himself on this girl, and uh, she said it wasn't it was it wasn't consensual. He said it was, and I guess this had happened a long time ago too with another girl, and whatever. So he's resigning to deal with that. <clears throat> but that is, a, I mean, that's kind of your just run of the mill rape um, type of stuff. 
Sure, sure. And hey, if, that, if it's true, <laughs> which it sounds like two times, okay, one time maybe there's some confusion. Second time, you really lose credibility. Like it's the same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. The second time, all right, now I'm going to be on the chick side. First time, it's kind of a toss-up. Who knows, especially if you're a person in power. But the um, – the, uh, this guy, he's, he's had like a history of wacky behavior. One of which before this was he, um, he, he kept sending out pictures of him in a tiger suit to like <laughs> all his constituents what? to, uh, yeah, he would just dress up in a tiger suit. He would call people and talk to them in a children's voice. And this is a guy won reelection not that long ago and hell? was just doing, I don't know when the Tiger stuff came out, but he has a history of wacky stuff. Um, this is like him uh, from a while ago. This is like when George Bush was invading Iraq or something. I think, uh, yeah, this was a while ago. And he's com- he's making like all these uh, odd Star Trek analogies. And this guy won re-election. Without objection. Mr. Speaker, four years ago, this administration took America to war in Iraq without adequate evidence. Okay, I like Since it. that time, the administration hasn't listened to the American people, it hasn't right. listened to our professional military, and it certainly hasn't listened to this Congress. Amen. You know, it was said of a prominent businessman in downtown Portland that he never listened to anybody, and that if he was ever drawn in a, in a cartoon, he'd be drawn without ears. <laughs> that's now, a good look. That's good this president has listened <laughs> to some people, the so-called Vulcans in the White House. <laughs> The ideologue. Now, immediately, about, is he talking about Vulcans now? That's what everyone yeah, in the dun, audience dun, is saying. Immediately, <laughs> like when you, uh, yeah, you lost me at Vulcans. What? <laughs> like, okay, of course, everyone knows the Vulcans. But you know, unlike the Vulcans of Star Trek, who made their decisions based on logic and fact, <laughs> these guys make it on ideology. These aren't Vulcans. There are Klingons in the White House. Uh, but unlike the real Klingons <laughs> of Star Trek, burn. these Klingons have never fought a battle of their own. Don't let faux Klingons send real Americans to war. It's wrong. I reeled back to balance my time. For if what purpose? If anyone's sending Americans to war, it's real Klingons. Yeah, oh not these faux Klingons. He's he's angry for. T- I mean, he's angry. He's angry that we're sending people to die. <laughs> for no reason. Uh, but he's also seemingly equally angry that they are not representing Klingons properly. Right. So he just <laughs> he just shit on his own analogy. He goes, these aren't Vulcans, they're Klingons. But they're fake Klingons. So that means they're not Klingons. Wouldn't you come up, oh, they're Borg. Or it's, it, I mean, isn't there another group of Star Trek people like, you could compare to? These guys aren't Vulcans or Klingons. But how do I find a way to call them both <laughs> Vulcans and Klingons? These, Boom. In that regard. <laughs> Already scored big, you know. It's so hilarious. That must have been on his bucket list. Just bring up, <laughs> bring up Star Trek on the floor. I would love I... to. I would love to look at David Wu's bucket list. Okay, bring up, <laughs> bring up uh, multiple Star Trek references when trying to defeat uh, uh, some sort of army bill when uh, two wars that we're not supposed to be a part of. Uh, secondly, dress up in a tiger suit multiple times and freak out my constituents. Three, rape some bitches. Like yeah. he's got, Get it, he's, Woo. He has, like, the most spread out, you know, bucket list of all time. <laughs> and this guy won elect re-election after this. Do you know why? Like, do you know what was so – what is – Consistent like about him so much? Uh, no, I mean I didn't. I didn't research it, but he's a Democrat in Oregon, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, most people are just like, oh, hey, I'm a liberal person yeah, living in the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they don't know probably, what I'm voting for half the time. I go in and vote for all the. I, I vote for all the Irish names. Yeah, That's exactly. What I do, you know, you look if I through, saw who, I'd be like, woo, tang, woo, <laughs> boom, put him in. So yeah, good. he probably gets he probably gets the Asian vote, the liberal vote, the uh, you know down to party black guy vote, like. <laughs> He's got multiple <laughs> votes just off his name. Like there was that um Oh Jesus. Who was that guy that uh oh man, I'm kicking myself. Uh fuck. Who was that guy? He sounded like a uh, singer's name and he was kind of he was like slow and he won the nomination for the Democrats in uh Carolina. Oh man, and he had a he had a name. Was he the black guy that was like Yeah, what was really his Oh man. It was like it was similar to it, it was like similar to Ray Charles, but it wasn't Ray Charles. 
Oh man, that's gonna kill me. He like but, kept uh, going to interviews and like just saying, like, yeah, exactly, uh, cut taxes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, like to the, to to the point plan. that like people thought he was slow and like they, that were like people thought like, oh okay, this was a move by the Republicans to get it set up, and yeah. somehow he just randomly saved up ten grand even though he was on disability. <laughs> oh my god! All right, I gotta I gotta Google this. Um, oh my god! All right, he's googling it using <laughs> Android. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll look that up later. Um, but yeah, no, that guy is. How is that guy? How was he not thrown out? Like, uh, <laughs> no, that was just. Uh, I mean, uh, well, he lost, right? I'm assuming. Well, I'm no, now he resigned election. because he got uh, accused of raping a chick. So, uh, oh no, no, you're talking about you're talking about Woo, but you're, I was talking. Oh, about the, the other guy. guy. I think he just. I think he just got destroyed in the actual election. Yeah. Like he just got. He got the. Um, you know, he just got the uh, nomination for it. He didn't actually get it. All right. Now, uh, here's um, – let's see. Okay. We got uh, – I, I want to touch on this. And, um, you know, I always enjoy talking NFL. But even if you're not an NFL fan, I think this just speaks to a, a dawning of a new age of masculinity. This is kind of guys in the modern era mixing it up. And it just – I don't know. Just find it a little bit annoying. In a burst of tweets, former NFL player and ESPN analyst Merrill Hodge questioned the second-year NFL quarterback's accuracy and concluded, it's embarrassing to think the Broncos could win with Tebow. Hodge took his case to SportsCenter shortly thereafter. LeBron James, who's joined Tebow in the ranks of polarizing athletes, then came to the aid of the former Heisman winner, tweeting, how about encouraging him and wishing him the best instead of hating? Tebow himself had a terse turn-the-other-cheek response to Hodge, quote, Hey, Meryl, appreciate that, end quote. Okay, so here's the thing. All right, first off, just to give you a little background information, if you're not a, if not a big NFL fan, Meryl Hodge is an analyst for ESPN. That's his job is to, is to criticize or praise NFL players. He used to play for the Saints. He's working for ESPN a long time. Now, Tim Tebow is a guy from Florida, super into God, super into religion, supposedly a virgin, um, I don't know. I always like to crowbar that in there, but and they they drafted him. It's a picture. Yeah, you, you know. Hey, this is a guy who's thrown touchdowns in the NFL, and he also hasn't. It, it's basically. I feel like I have something on him. You know, sure, it's something small, but I feel like you know, it's something's better than nothing. But I just love the idea that a, a guy is this guy criticizes him. Uh, you know, criticizes Tim Tebow like, oh, you know. I mean, this guy's really not good, blah, blah, blah. He's getting information out. That's a job. Like, if I'm going to watch the NFL and gamble lots of money on the NFL, I need to know who's good and who's not. If he's watching game film of him, yeah, tell me he's not good. And then LeBron James has to stick up for Tim Tebow. Why? Why do you have to stick up for Tim Tebow? You're an athlete in another sport. And I just – where did this – it's just this idea of, first off, guys having Twitter beefs is just so so just like demasculating and feminine. Yeah, that it's, it's, it is. And you're supposed to be a professional athlete. These are guys in our society who have the most testosterone. They're the guys most driven to win, and they're still like, man, all the haters. Screw the haters. Like you're a dude. Dunk the ball. Don't talk about haters. As soon as you say oh, the word haters, you, you're completely discredited in my book. Say the word haters to me. I will not argue with you anymore. You can win the argument. Because you're a fucking idiot. Oh, oh, it's just all these haters. Everyone hates me because I'm so great. Oh, haters. What's about, what about being a grown man and just taking some criticism? Yeah, maybe maybe that's your opinion of how I throw the football. You know what I'm going to do? Not respond to it. Cash my million-dollar checks and throw a good football. <laughs> or if you're LeBron James, oh, people don't like me. Slam the ball down the hole. You've dunked in people's faces. Show up in a fourth quarter. <laughs> exactly. Prove them wrong. You have an amazing body, an amazing <laughs> godlike body. Use it. Whoa, man! Can you imagine? Can you imagine him on the sidelines, just like, ooh, ooh, I should have, I should tweet that. That's a good idea Tim, for a tweet. And Tim Tebow, not to, I mean, he is supposedly a virgin, and uh, he had a girlfriend. It was super attractive, but he he does seem to be a little, little like, hey, uh, hey, how's it going? You know, little. Doesn't strike me as a fierce competitor, but the guy wins. He won a lot in college. Fine, whatever. But if you if you won the national championship in football, and people said, "Oh, I don't know if you can make it," who cares? Why are you responding to that? Why does that bother you? 
He could win as many championships as he want, but he hasn't won the vagina championship, so <laughs> yeah, he hasn't exactly. won anything in my book. He doesn't know what it's like to have a That's Super Bowl. That's a guy who'll go out and win a Super Bowl and then not know how to have sex with a vagina. Tim Tebow, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? Get married. <laughs> yeah. So I can have sex. Because <laughs> I'm sick of blowjobs. <laughs> oh, man. I... uh I tweeted, or I don't even know if I tweeted or just thought it. It was kind of a dark moment, but or you know, a dark joke. They um, they're doing this new series on um, ESPN, like a Make a Wish thing, where it's kids who get to hang out with, like, oh hey, Make a Wish, and some dumb kid did their Make a Wish on Tim Tebow, and I was like, oh yeah, just trying to get in good with God before you meet him, huh? Because right. like Tim <laughs> Tebow's super religious. But the idea, why? Come on, he's a backup uh, quarterback. You should be going after someone. If you're going to make a wish, you know, go after someone like Michael Vick, a guy who's an amazing athlete and a great person on and off the field who's totally redeemed himself. And, um, yeah, he did his time. He's it's funny, though. Like, a lot of religious people just latch on to stuff like that. If they hear someone is Christian or something's Christian, yeah. they'll go for it. Well, I think that's part of why he's – I mean, there is definitely a religious part of this country. And I think, oh, hey, a super religious guy in professional sports doing well. Hey, fine. Get behind him. That's fine. I don't care. It, whatever. It's – Root for him if you want, but the guy is not good at quarterback or hasn't proven it yet, and he he should be subject to criticism. I feel like that's fair. Yeah, you know, this just reminds me when I was on vacation, uh, I was staying – we were staying at this place that was a lot like the great outdoors, me and my family, like we had cabins, and I was in my cousin's cabin, and the music they were playing was really – it was just kind of cheesy, and I was like, oh, wow, this sounds like Christian music. <laughs> Yeah. And as the night went on, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I remember this from when I was a little kid singing Christian songs in church. They are just playing Christian <laughs> music and listening to it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I remember. It's because, it's because this girl that my cousin married, I imagine she must have just grown up in a really religious, you know, uh, family. Yeah. <laughs> and now they listen to Christian music. Hey, for Scott, fun. They're Scott's grown way. people. They're in their 30s. <laughs> In their 30s, they don't have kids. I like how you point out, they're doing it for fun. They're not, they don't it's not a kids. part of some court-ordered program. <laughs> and it's exactly like you think. It's like a lot of acoustic guitars and hallelujah. No, well, it was like, so oh. funny. Um, we used to, uh, talking about hanging out in middle school and having the dyed purple hair. Uh, and, uh, you know, be, being into hardcore, we used to hang out with this other kid. And his, his dad was a minister. His name was Eric Kuntz. And uh, we used to just always shorten it to cunt man because it really freaked him out. No, don't say that. All right, we got it, cunt man. No, your name's Eric <laughs> Eric Cunts, right? Eric Eric loves cunts. Guys, really, please, I can't stop that, okay? <laughs> and uh, he would he would always insist on playing as Christian hardcore or like Christian rock and just be like, yeah, this is exactly like ACDC. Oh, and I'm I like, know. no, dude. DC Talk is not exactly <laughs> like ACDC. That's what they're listening to. DC Talk. <laughs> Uh, where does the correlation come between being able to rock out and having good music? You would think just by process of elimination, one Christian rock band would really be able to rock. But I, I think it's right. just, I guess you would think like one band would be like, yeah, those guys really kick ass. But uh, yeah, they're really into God. But hey, whatever, man. I mean, I get what's the closest, like Creed or whatever. P-O-V, I think that I guy's guess. like, oh yeah, POV. Yeah, for some reason, P-O-V. you just reminded me of something I did when I was in high school. There was this kid, Richard Cohen, like super genius, super nerd, right? And uh, and one day I tricked him into signing a piece of paper that said I owned his soul, <laughs> right? So this is like sophomore year of high school. And then we go through junior week. We're at the end of senior year. We're about to graduate. He comes up to me in the lunchroom in like June, one of the last days of school. And he's like, uh, I just want to buy my soul back from you. <laughs> and the dude gave me 50 bucks to wow. sign a piece of paper that said uh, that I don't own his soul, that I give his soul back. And I tried. I was like, at that point, I was like, no, man, there's no way I'm going to take this money from you. I don't really own your soul. To, I'll sign the piece of paper. You don't have to pay me anything. But he's like, no, it's not a real deal unless you take <laughs> the money. Wow. So then I was like, this kid's about to kill himself. <laughs> he's going to commit suicide. He just forced me to take 50 bucks from him to give him back his soul. And then yeah. what happened to him? Did he kill himself? I don't know. I don't know. Well, Richard Cohen, if <laughs> okay. you're out there, if you're a listener, hit me up. Google, go, yeah, maybe he's a diehard green machine. He's like, oh, Rob, <laughs> wonder what happened to Rob. I'm surprised. If I realized my he wanted it, his soul back that much, I would have gotten the price of that up there. Yeah, I well, Logan, that's because it. you're a guy without a soul, all right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you need to I hang need on one. to that soul. You need one, okay? It was like the silliest thing in the world that he'd pay for me to sign a piece of paper that says uh, that, I, that I gave him his soul back. 
Well, Rob, you say that's the silliest thing, but I think uh, I think this story might uh, take the cake for silliest <laughs> thing. And um, this is in Ohio, uh, so take a listen. Would eventually end up in the back of a squad car herself, but first. Okay, they're talking about a woman who had an incident. They'll they'll explain the incident, but she's based. The reporter is describing the incident. She's. She got drunk with her husband. They threw her in the back of the squad car. You know, that's about all the setup you need. Please put your breast away. Please get the light off me of my American right. I don't believe this is American right. I believe it's public indecency. The Robinettes have been at a wedding. They fight and the police arrive. Eventually, officers drag her from this car to arrest her. Robinette had become belligerent. Go ask my Husband. Swearing and calling the officer racist. Why am I being racist? Oh, because I'm a female. Eventually, <laughs> squirting officers with breast milk. Could you please put your? Do you hear away? that? At her sentencing hearing, a. Did you guys miss that? Hitting her, hitting them with breast milk. Yeah, she squirted the officers with breast milk. Yeah. Much wow. more subdued, Stephanie Robinette. <laughs> She'll pay fines, spend two years on probation, do community <laughs> service, and undergo alcohol treatment. In a burst of tweets, former NFL. Oh, sorry wow. about that. I'm just, uh, for those, I keep messing up the audio there a little bit and just getting the hang of this new uh, setup. But first off, uh, what's her community service? Is it just like giving out breast milk? And I like, just love the probation. Like, you know, the probation, there's like a, what do you get? One of those like bracelets on your wrist? Like it triggers anytime you fire off some breast milk. What's going on? I'm just your PO checking in. Make sure you're not squirting breast milk at anyone. I want to meet this lady. That's not something natural. You got to know how to squirt milk at Eber. She's done that before. To, <laughs> yeah, to, exactly. to have the aim, you know, the exactly. accuracy, she's ready to go. Right. She's not – yeah, that's not your first time in the rodeo. If you're firing yeah. it off as self-defense, that's something <laughs> That's something you have in the back corner of your pocket. They, they, you're not just – It's her know. American right. It's her American right not to have a light flash in her. The guy's like, no, I actually I think that's indecency. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, uh, geez, time to wrap things up. Thanks for coming on the show, Rob. Thanks My for uh, sweating it out. we got to, you know, working out these uh, this new setup. It's getting a little warm in here. I feel yeah. like we're sweating it out. I could have run the fan, but then it's like, uh, you know, the noise. We'll, we'll get it all figured out. Thanks yeah. for coming on the program, Rob. Where can, uh, where can people check you out online? I'll be at the Comedy Store on Saturday in the original room. Come say my name at the door. You get in free. And then check me out on Twitter at Rob Loves Bagels. Rob loves bagels. Check him out. Uh, Logan, you want to wrap things up here with the haiku? Let's do it. Breast milk rodeo. Cake maker babysitter. Vulcan idiot. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Green Room Comedy Podcast, America's favorite free comedy podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we do it live. Official every podcast of the NFL and the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. American things. Oh, man, I am so <laughs> stoked for the kickoff of the NFL season, obviously. I've just been humming the primetime theme song in my head the entire way. And boom, 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 boom. first Sunday of NFL football, 9-11-11, huh? If only Osama bin Laden was here to see it. But he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's dead because we took him dead. out. Yeah, we're American. He's not here to see it. And we're awesome. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live every Friday morning on The Green Room Comedy Podcast. Com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also, be sure to check out my website at thecomedygaragemovie.com.